Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today we'll be going through why refugees migrate and much more. So let's begin. So the first section of our podcast is going to be the intro. I'm going so the questions we'll be answering is why do refugees move to other countries? How do they do it? And then why do why do they do it? I'm trying and I'll be taking you through the easy not life of a refugee. We will show you how in this report that's, that will satisfy all your questions on refugees. Here are some questions and answers. Question. How do refugees move through other countries? Answer. Some come by boat, others come. Others have to go by a car or by foot. What are the dangers of coming to UK? You could slip and fall off a boat or be caught by the police if you are illegally coming to the UK. Or you could be put in a detention camp. Now for the next section, we'll be going for, for, the, for the big question. Why do people migrate? Why do people migrate? This is a question that has asked by many and I will answer it. To some of you who are listening, you may have asked this or not, or may have not. So let's look through the reasons. Some people flee their countries because of natural disasters or war, or just simply because they have found work there. People travel by boat, car or plane. There are two types of migrants. The push factor and the pull factor. The push factor is that people are forced, and the pull factor is people is people that want to come here. For example, if you had someone in, let's say, Afghanistan, which is a fairly poor country, they are escaping because of war. So that that's a push factor because they're being forced to leave their country. An example of a pull factor is if someone has landed a job, uh, let's say, a restaurant worker in the UK and want to go there to do the work. Uh, that's an example of a pull factor. Some some refugees die on the journeys, get sick or get sent to detention camps. Detention camps are essentially prisons, but, but just a little different and for refugees. That wraps it up for this section of our podcast and we'll be back for section two after, after, after the beep that I'll put in after. Uh, you probably had the beep, so we're going, so you know that this is section two. Here we're going to be talking about how do refugees travel. So, hello and welcome back to the second section of our podcast, here to discover, here to discuss and discover how refugees travel from their war-torn homes to brand new homes in the UK. Some of these messages are extremely dangerous and refugees must face brand new challenges, such as being thrown in a detention centre like Rachel in her story on the BBC. In second, in section one, we discussed we discussed why refugees leave, but we will cover it in more detail. There are two factors: one is the push factor, and one is the pull factor. The pull factor is where people are forced to leave their countries, and the pull factor is where they want to go to the desired country. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've been able to process that earlier, but here it is. If you didn't know, so let's go off. Let's go over how refugees travel safely. There's no saying if their journey will be safe or not, so refugees use whatever they can to try and stay safe. Some come by boat, which I think is the most dangerous, or walk by foot, which is what Rachel had done in her Ruth had done in her story, covered fully by BBC. As a beef summary for story, Ruth had two choices when she was fourteen. She either married a woman or left. She chose to leave and began a long journey by foot including a packed truck ride and a new foster family here in the UK. By boat, 
Their boats can be flooded by water and they could suffer from hypothermia or drowning. Both as fatal as the other. On cars, they will be able to farm by the police easily. I remember there was a truck full of people and when the police came, there were dead bodies littered over the truck because they all suffocated. Another risk is detention centres, which I covered before. Most refugees come from countries like Afghanistan or Syria because they are poor countries with wars going on. The refugees mainly travel to the countries like UK, New Zealand or Australia. The refugees have to travel across huge oceans, seemingly endless roads, and most importantly, without much food. They must survive with what they have in their hands. That wraps it up for this session. We'll be, we'll be back here for the next one, right after a transition, which could probably be another beep or something else. You'll find out. Hello, and welcome back to section three of our podcast. Next, we'll move on. This section is devoted to refugee rights, what refugees have to go through in order to stay in the country, and the British families expected to live live here. Firstly, we'll go through refugee rights. The first and most vital and important rule is that refugees cannot be sent back to the countries that they have fled from, such as a person from Syria fleeing because of war cannot be sent back to Syria because it wouldn't be so nice to return to a war-torn home. You wouldn't, would you? Now we'll go through the process of seeking asylum. Firstly, the refugees have to go through an asylum office to get checked. They will provide the driver's license, a passport, a wedding certificate, or anything else that resembles the refugee's identity. From there, the asylum officers will have an interview with the refugee, and after the interview, they will assess how credible the information they are provided with is. Then, they may or not get approved, and they will finally be able to have asylum in the country that they have found asylum in. Lastly, the rules of living here in Britain. The first rule is democracy. Democracy also plays a part in our school values, which makes it even more crucial and important. Democracy is something that everyone takes part in, which one side can win against the other, whichever one has the most most people. Next, we have the rule of law. The law should be followed by everyone. That, that is, unless you want to end up in jail, or worse, prison. The next value is tolerance of face, race, and beliefs. This is yet another one that helps refugees, not men, both mentally and physically. Normally, refugees would have different skin colours and different beliefs, and that's okay. Back in the olden times, you wouldn't have have much respect if you were different. Now we're all treated equally, which makes Britain a safe place to live in, both for locals and refugees. Now for our conclusion. This will sum everything in this podcast and squish it into a ball basically in a nutshell. As a conclusion, I think that refugees shouldn't have to undergo the long and dangerous journey they must go through in order to reach safety. I think that I am most shocked that refugees have to risk their lives just for safety, which is something I think no one should ever have to do. As a closing comment, I can say that refugees have to go through many things just for a bit of safety. We should all try to help in our own way, whether that be that being donating or helping them. That's the end of the podcast, and we'll see you next time.